Welcome back to Better or Worse Than Transformers. We take movies and TV shows and tell you whether they are better or worse than the most mediocre movie ever made, Michael Bay's Transformers. Uh, I'm your host, Joseph, with is my co-host, Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? And Christian. How's it going? Uh, this week, we are going to try a, a new thing out. We're going to take an actor with an esteemed filmography, or at least a long filmography, and, yeah, I don't uh, know if it's esteemed. All I don't know if it's, it's not all esteemed. <laughs> and uh, the majority is not. <laughs> and uh, try and kind of break down the, the best role they've, they've mm-hmm. done so far in their career. Yeah, I'm, go through their movies, and we're going to do better or worse on each one, and then pick a best one. Yeah. And uh, we're going to withhold the surprise actor. Oh, sure. Again, it's going to be in the episode description, <laughs> but I kind of like this in-episode suspense. The whole premise of this entire podcast is that our opinions are the definitive opinions on these subjects. So, <laughs> uh, News? Yeah, so before that, we're going to get into some of the news that's going on. What you got for us, Ian? Um, a bunch of trailers dropped for the holiday movies that are coming out. One of them is Mary Poppins, and it came out today. I watched it. Uh, Emily Blunt looks so much like Julie Andrews. She just she just captures like the presence so well. I was just happy seeing her. Like, I know there was yeah. just such a like a joy in the trailer. I don't know. I, I I wasn't really excited for that movie. I would I didn't need another Mary Poppins movie, but after watching it, I'm like really pumped. For Agreed. It. Yeah, I'm, I I got to watch the original Mary Poppins. I've seen it, but I don't remember it. But, it's kind of um, like an acid trip, bro. Really, that's weird. <laughs> but I'll give it a try. This one, I think. From what I'm, I mean, she looks so much like what I remember the character mm-hmm. looking in the original. I like the two kids playing the the, the grown up adults. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben Wishaw Warshaw from uh, Skyfall. He yeah. plays Q. He's good. And um, Kelly McDermott, I think is her name. Emily, Emily Mortimer. Mortimer. E- Emily not Mortimer. even close. Oh, I'm thinking. Okay, <laughs> yeah. and she's from Newsroom, and I also like her a lot. Yes, she is from Newsroom. So mm-hmm. I think um, those two will be good. And uh, I like Lin Manuel mm-hmm. Miranda in his first role. And fucking Dick Van Dyke still yeah. kicking. Yeah, and playing. Yes, uh, I think sure. you get the Hamilton fans to come for sure. Oh yeah. I'm oh. sh- I'm sure he's not playing the same role as the old banker, but he, he may could be. <laughs> yeah, it looks nuts and what he him yeah. dancing. Yeah. So I think it looks colorful. It looks fun. It I does. Think it looks really fun. It'll, the whole families will go. So I think it'll be good. Anything else? No. Nope. Excited for that movie. Um. Next is Mandy. Trailer came out. Mm-hmm. Um. What, what do you What do you think about it, Joseph? It's a uh, It's a Nick Cage film. It's kind of in line with a lot of the other stuff he did. Well, I say that Nick Cage takes any anything that they'll <laughs> yeah, money throw it. I was about yeah. to say, what does he do except crap? But I, <laughs> But I feel like he's been doing a lot of these just, like, off-the-wall psychological horror movies lately. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one, it looks low-budget, but it looks like it's making up for low-budget by just being, I don't know, real creepy lighting and character, like, creature designs and just real trippiness. It looks very bizarre. It looks bizarre, but I was kind of into it. I was kind of, like, interested to see what it's actually about. I feel like Nick Cage has embraced his insanity recently. Or, well, he's embraced his perceived insanity. That. Yeah. And thought, you know what? I'm going to capitalize on this. This is going to be my thing. And so instead of him being like zany and national treasure, he's just going to be zany in a zany movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I probably won't watch this movie. But. Yeah, you, you're not going to watch it. If it's either. on Netflix, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a good Halloween-y kind of movie. Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs dropped the trailer. This is the new uh, Coen Brothers movie mm-hmm. um, who did you know, No Country and did True Grit. Um, this kind of looks a little bit... Like a country, but more on the one where like their funnier tone movies, you know. I, I mean, it, had, it was hard to say, but it definitely seemed lighter to me it as reminds, far as the west, the westerns they've done. The other two westerns are much more serious, for sure. So it, it's to me is like Men Who Stare at Goats and True Grit had a baby, and it was this movie. I wasn't super blown away by the trailer. I don't really love the cast. Yeah. I don't. Well, James I Franco. Just, is I specifically don't like James Franco. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of done with Liam Neeson. I'm not a huge Liam Neeson guy. I don't know how big of a part he's going to have. I guess we'll, we'll find it's out. Like a, it's supposed to be anthology, so I'm assuming maybe he would be the same thing as equal time to James Franco. Yeah, maybe but. that's true. Yeah, I I mean, I want it to be good. It's on Netflix, so it's going to be straight to you know straight there so you guys can catch it. Originally, it was supposed to be an anthology TV series, I guess, so it was going to be a TV show originally, and I guess it got reworked. It didn't have enough. Then they made it into a movie. Because it's, it's kind of like... It's it was going to be episodes, so it was going to be like a it was like a limited run TV mm-hmm. series. But now they didn't have enough, and they've condensed it to a movie. So who knows what's there? Yeah, you know. But it's kind of like these these loosely tied together legends mm-hmm. of of the Buster Scruggs character, I guess, which is played by what is it, Tim Nelson? Is that yeah, his name? Tim Nelson. So I don't know. I'm, we thought she was a dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, as a whole, I don't feel like Coen Brothers movies lend themselves well to trailers. So this That's may be true. The thing is, I love Coen Brothers, so I trust them. 
So Look, like I'll watch this because I I'll watch anything they do. They've made missteps, but they've definitely earned the right to like you know the, yeah. watch the benefit it. of the doubt. Yeah, like, the what was, like Hail Caesar. Like I we, I went we watched that yeah. like opening opening weekend, you know, and I, I even knew it was trash, but I'll still go because like I'm, it's yeah. not trash. I it's not. I mean, I it, didn't care for it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's better than people gave it credit for, but it's not good. I, like, not I like Alden Aaron Rick in that movie. Worse than Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is worse than Transformers. Um, all right, so we'll see. Like I said, look out for that on Netflix, guys. The next one is also on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Apostle. Yep, it mm-hmm. is. And it's Michael Sheen. Previously, we referred to Michael Shannon in this role on one of our previous podcasts. Who did it? Was it, was it all of us, or was it... I, think I it was called it out. No one, <laughs> hey, no one corrected me. Okay. Yeah. I right. was unfamiliar with yeah. it at the time. So, um, so I think well, I think one of the... the uh, Dan Stevens is the other. Yeah, Dan yeah, Stevens. Yeah, Sam Stevens is the other star in this movie. It's also kind of a... It looks like, it looks like a weird kind of... It looks like it takes place in a cult in uh, kind of like Salem witchcraft era. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, Dan Stevens is an outsider looking for his sister, I think. And he kind of gets tied up into this cult and a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of horror kind of Yeah, stuff. definitely. It's going to be very, looks like kind of playing the religious against on its, you know, turning this upside down and making it a horror. So it, it's hard to know exactly like what kind of world that we're going to be in, like how demonic or, or yeah, creepy or how, yeah. like, you know, just the scary part is the people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the parts I saw, they had like a cross burned in the field and they had people hanging from trees. So, I mean, it's going to get dark. So uh, directed by Gareth Evans. Right. I who, think that's the that's the draw yeah, for a lot of people. He made the raid, which if you haven't watched that movie, like stop listening to this podcast and go watch I it. I mean he he changed the world of action movies. Yeah, it's insane. He didn't he also make Rogue One though? Yeah. No. Yeah, Gareth Evans made uh, No, that's Gareth Edwards. Oh. Is there a difference? Yeah. Gareth Edwards did Godzilla and Monsters. And then he oh, yeah, okay. He did I know, I I had that problem too. But yeah, no, Gareth it is Edwards. a different guy. Yeah. Man. I know he did guys. I think they're both white dudes with beards, too. They might so. be. I like the tone of the movie, so, like, I don't know. It's something I'm interested in. I enjoyed that trailer a lot. Uh, I enjoyed it more than the Buster Scruggs trailer. Yeah, out of all the trailers I've watched this week, I'd say that's the best one I've seen. It just looks scary as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're saying Michael Sheen. I don't know what else is he is in. Familiarize uh, me with him. He was in Passengers. Um, he was, like, you know, there's only three roles in that movie. He's one of them. He's the bartender guy. He's the like head lichen dude in the Underworld series. He had a show called Oh man on Showtime. What was it? Um, I've seen Passengers, so I got a good familiar. He's the bartender. That yeah 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 yeah. Um, he's been in a oh no he's in the Masters of Sex. Masters of Sex. That's yeah. Oh, okay. So he's, he's, I, okay. He's in a fuck ton of stuff. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. Um, he's pretty good. He looks uh, like he's I, I like him. Um, and I didn't put it on here, but that we're 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 listing out a pretty good slate. I feel like Netflix is kind of responding to this criticism that they, they produce a lot of movies, but not a lot of them have quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they got they got the uh, the Coen brothers, they got the Gareth Evans, and they also have um, Martin. No, uh, Alfonso Cuarón's next movie, yeah, Roma, Roma. Yeah. is coming out on it's Netflix. It's rave reviews so yeah. I, too. I feel I, like uh, this is this is uh, kind of them throwing down the gauntlet back sure. to the other streaming services. You got you know you got Scorsese next year too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they've really, especially after uh, Manchester from Amazon. The, and the guy who made uh, what, um, the new Chris Pine one. Yes, that guy. Who's the director of that? He uh, the one who did. Oh, man. He made a big movie last year. He did it with Chris Pine. What was the last movie Chris Pine? Hell or High Water. Yeah, he did Hell or High Water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I heard that movie's getting okay reviews. Last, uh, yeah. Like, no. I, heard, I heard Chris Pine's penis is getting great <laughs> reviews. <laughs> Chris Pine's penis? Yeah, he does yeah, a frontal, full he does frontal. frontal nude. Oh, whoa. Yeah, full frontal nude scene. He does, he does not play. Does it, has it come out yet? No, I no. don't think so. Okay. Um, all right, so moving on, uh, a bit of sad news. We missed it last week. Uh, okay, yeah, but uh, Burt Reynolds passed away. Yeah. What was he, 81? Famous FSU running back, Burt yeah. Reynolds. I like, I that, like That's what everyone knows him yeah. for. <laughs> What's your guys' favorite role, Burt Reynolds? Well, see, that's, that's kind of what I want to talk about is I feel like I grew up a little beyond yeah. Burt Reynolds' time. Like, a, a lot of the, the roles that he was really famous for were like before some, I was, like, into yeah. movies. But for a large swath of time, he was just kind of a masculine icon. I mean, mm-hmm. besides being a movie star, he was a masculine icon. He was the, the man that every woman wanted and, the, you know, the man that every man wanted to be. Yeah. And I, yeah, honestly, he was a handsome bastard all the way to the end. So there's a, um, I think, kind of what you're talking about. Like we kind of grew up in the post Burt Reynolds heyday, but there was a time when he was the number one star in the world. Mm-hmm. He had three movies in the theater at one time. 
at one point. Um, I mean, he just was a huge star, and he was, yeah, the epitome of, like, cool or what you thought cool should be. Um, My favorite Burt Reynolds role, though, personally, is, um, and it's kind of a minor role of his, but him in Boogie Nights... Yeah. As like the like don't give a shit porn director. I they just it felt like Burt Reynolds. Like I felt like that's what Burt Reynolds actually was like. Yeah, Boogie Nights is a good movie too. Some news for t- tomorrow. Um it's been pretty widely speculated that Brie Larson is gonna be on Good Morning America tomorrow dropping the Captain Marvel trailer. Yeah, tomorrow being Tuesday, the eighteenth. Yes. Yeah, so, so it will be out by the time this yeah. comes out. Okay, okay. We yeah. just can't record in the past. Yeah, oh, wait, but record in the future. Timey wimey. She's okay. definitely going to be there to to promote Captain Marvel. And, yes, uh, it comes out in March. So the trailer's probably this makes sense. But no, hundred percent, it makes sense. And I'm excited. I'm ready to see some action from that movie. I'm really. I wasn't so excited at first for this movie, but as we get closer, I'm pretty pumped for it. I think it's going to be one of the good. I ones. I mean, the cast is really good. The cast is really good. The the set photos look good. Yeah, I'm, I like how they're not doing an origin story. I think uh, it's all been good news coming out of it. Yes, agreed. So we'll see. I mean, you got the the fact that we're able to score Brie Larson and Jude Law in that movie is like incredible to me. You guys think this opens bigger than Wonder Woman? No. I, I don't I think know. It does. The, the one reason why I want to say it does is because it'll have the Marvel name. That's what I mean. And that's going to have but the Wonder Woman stuff. is more recognizable. Yeah. yeah. But I think with Marvel and also Brie Larson and like the women angle, I think you probably open bigger. What, we'll was, what did Wonder Woman open at? Like 100? I don't even remember. I think it was like 100. Uh, yeah. 100, 150. It ain't doing 150, but it, it, it'll do 100. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving on is uh, they released the first image of the joker and it's uh you know joaquin phoenix the director todd phillips released it on his uh, social media uh, his, his name's arthur arthur fleck i yep, believe arthur fleck and there's no you know there's no frame of reference to what that means so you can't really get a lot from the picture mm-hmm. he's not in joker you know makeup he's just got some long hair so i don't know what did you guys think yeah i mean i don't know what to expect I, I don't. I don't think this movie is gonna be good. I don't know what this movie is at all. He, he just looks kind of like looks, looks, looks gaunt like, and scraggly, and he looks like a hobbit. Yeah, he's kind of got. Yeah. I mean, the other news that came out of there was that uh, Brett Cullen was cast as Thomas Wayne. I don't Do know who that know? is. I mean, he's been in stuff. He's like uh, after Alex Baldwin dropped out. After yeah. yeah. He day. was in Dark Knight Rises. He was like the annoying attorney guy in a suit who just kept like popping up randomly while they were like captured. Isn't Robert De Niro's in that role as a? He's he is supposed to be like a TV guy who embar- yeah who embarrasses the embarrasses Joaqu- him okay. Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know. I think so. Are they pulling this straight from Dark Knight Returns? Isn't that like a main in, uh, from the Killing Joke? So, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. In Killing Joke, what happens is that he's like a wannabe comedian. He has a wife. I think she's pregnant. Yeah, and or they have a daughter or something. She's pregnant, and he can't provide for them. He wants to be a stand-up comedian, so. He just keeps getting humiliated, horrible, horrible, and then he takes like a job working for a mobster, and that mobster's like, the thing is, it's the Red Hood, and the Red Hood is never the same person. That's why they wear a Red Hood, and his turn as the Red Hood goes horribly wrong, and he becomes the Joker. It definitely feels very similar to that, in that he's like, you know, struggling stand-up. I think instead of his wife, though, it's supposed to be his mother. He Hmm. has like a sick mother he moves back to Gotham City to take care of. That would work, because, you know, he has Harley Quinn, and they probably don't want to like poison that you know what i mean bringing another joker well zazzy beats is casting and she's supposed to be a love interest for him but really yeah interesting zazzy beats is getting work yeah, yeah she that's is. a domino from deadpool 2 yeah anyway, also so. atlanta yeah most I, I think she's better in atlanta personally but yeah um and the last bit of news is henry cavill is leaving we didn't talk about this did oh you? no we didn't i didn't no, write it we down. did not talk about this, uh, this is a the big dc one. universe so yep. um big news that this to me signals that they're they're blowing the whole thing up after wonder woman 2 100 percent. and batman, after wonder woman 2 you think so yep mm. I, well wonder woman 2 is already in production so i mean because what apparently he left this role because he was uh negotiating the cameo in uh shazam yep and he he wanted too much money so you know the deal's been you know they ended it so I think Shazam's already in the can, Aquaman's in the can, Wonder Woman 2, then you just blow everything up. So the Batman will be its own movie, and then I think they start over. I mean, here's the thing. I honestly think they don't have to, like, start over. I think they could just, like, introduce another I Superman, agree. another, like, just, just kind of, like, slowly rework the universe in the sense that it would not work if you were, like, having a marathon at home and you sat down and watched yeah. all these movies in a row and, like, the whole tone of the movies changed and the actors changed and whatever. But from from just, like, a... I don't know. I, I can see them blowing it up just because that's kind of, like, the, the old-school approach. But yeah. I could also see them being like, well, why would we ever get rid of the things that are working that For we sure. know that are working yep. now? 
and just like reworking another Superman in or another Batman or whatever they need to do. I think that's a likely option if Aquaman is Shazam bomb. Agreed. If if those two movies don't work, sure, destroy it. But especially Shazam. If Shazam comes out being a hit and Wonder Woman was already praised for being much more lighthearted than all the other ones, Shazam is a movie about a kid who turns into a Superman. That movie's going to be really lighthearted. If if they say, oh, we can have these like style of movies and they are successful and we can get away with making these like one-off dark Gotham movies, I think why blow it up? Because you'll have pieces in place to build around. But I let me ask you guys a question. Do you think this is posturing for henry cavill to come back and that it's quite possibly that he's just like hey people do like me as superman and i do deserve the money because people were not happy when it was announced Mm -mm. oh he's yeah he's my favorite part of the universe you know i actually like him especially after justice league i'm still not sure he's a good actor for sure but does superman really require a lot out of him no he does not and and like you said justice league has i understand that it's a mixed opinion movie i like it but not everybody likes it but i feel like henry cavill is a good superman in that movie yeah i feel like most people probably his best turn as superman and and i mean just just on a physical level who the fuck else are you gonna get that looks like superman the way that he does well the rumor was they want michael b jordan for the role after that that doesn't make any sense that you just want i look I, you just want Michael B. Jordan because he's the it guy right now. I don't. I mean, I don't care if Superman's black or not. But I, I still between the fight between Michael B. Jordan and Henry Cavill, I'm taking Henry Cavill. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, how, who do you get to follow that up? Unless it's like John Cena, who's just a giant. <laughs> yeah, there's there is no one who could step in his shoes that I I can think of. No, no. He's he's so good at it. Yeah, he's perfect. Mm-hmm. So I think that, but I don't think he's coming back. No, the way the the story broke, but. We'll see. If they if they rework the universe, I think that would be hard. I think also I agree with you, but it's it's not much different than having your audience accept these movies are not connected and mm-hmm. having four or five Batman. You know what I mean? So it's not significantly different. Is it is it adjusting to like two periods harder than adjusting to you know a Justice League movie and three Batman movie and two Superman movie all in production at the same time and completely not connected? I don't know. Yeah, probably not. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. That's and that's all the news. That's it. Yep. All right. Cool. So, so this week, our actor whose career we're going to dissect and analyze and, and come up with the best one is uh, Matthew McConaughey. Post Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Interesting factoid about Matthew McConaughey. I was stationed in San Angelo, Texas, where Matthew's mother currently lives, and he visits the town often. So shout out to him? San Angelo. No, I didn't see him. He didn't ever hang out at <laughs> Goodfellow Air Force Base. <laughs> Um, he goes and like gives pep talk to like local high school teams. That is true. I think yeah, he's, he's a, a big, teacher at Texas A and M. Yeah, he's a big UT fan. Or is it? Yeah, UT. UT Jake, te- he, he teaches like fan. a film class at UT. Also, yeah. he's the voice of uh, what is it? Wild Turkey now? Yeah, or Knob Creek or is he? <laughs> some and bourbon? He does the Lincoln commercials. I think yeah. that those are better. that's his film Her, career. Those oh are man, those, <laughs> are, those are better than Transformers. We, you know, the, the, <laughs> they the are better than Transformers. <laughs> those aren't on on the IMDb list. The but Jim Carrey Lincoln commercial. Have you seen that? The Jim no. Carrey do Matthew McConaughey. No. It's hilarious. It is funny. However. Like, I'm very sour on everything that Jim Carrey does now because he's just kind of a crazy he's person. He's a crazy person. Have you heard about his new show on Showtime? I have not. This Kidding? is not Matthew this McConaughey. Is, this is very right. unrelated. We haven't <laughs> even gotten started dazed, before we got Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused, the first Matthew McConaughey role, famous for the all right, all right, yep. all right. 1993, young Matthew McConaughey. Very young. With a mustache. A lot, a lot of young people. Nasty in this movie. mustache. <laughs> well, that's kind of the point. Yeah. Ben Affleck's in this film. Mila Jovovich, Jovovich, however you say her name. She doesn't speak in it. Sean Penn's in this film, right? No, that is Fast Times. Oh, shit, you're right. That's the other one. Everyone mixes them up. Sean Penn famously orders a pizza while sitting in class. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. This movie's fine. It's better than Transformers. I think it's funny. It's a good 70s. High school yeah. coming of age story. I mean, it's probably the best one. Well, not the best one. There's better ones, but it's fine. Is there Ferris Bueller's do... Day Off? I mean, we could do an it's episode on that. It's different though. That's yeah. different. That's like '80s. How would you just? Just I don't know. That seems like an '80s high school movie. This is like '70s high school senior yeah, year. Yeah, like hippies graduate. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I like. Definitely better than Transformers. Days. I mean, I've watched this movie three or four times. Several times. So yeah. yeah. I mean, is it? Is he the best part of it? No. Definitely not. It's an iconic role, though. Yeah, for it is, for sure. <laughs> it's one of the ones he's remembered for. So, I mean, it's definitely, yep. I mean, it's one we're going to have to think about yeah. towards the end. Yep. 
after that, he's has a small role in Angels in the Outfield. Yep, plays an outfielder in that Shout, movie. I'm not f- better better than uh, Transformers. Is, is it better than Transformers? Have you never seen that movie? No, I've never seen oh, it. Oh, man. Or if yeah, I have, I don't remember it. Than the Transformers. Best sports movie. Dad, when are we going to be a family again? When the Angels win the pin. <laughs> what it a beat crappy you over dad. The head. <laughs> you over the head with, like, emotion, man. Yeah. But, yeah, let's, let's just hit his main role. Yeah, I don't know. The next big one is probably Contact, I think, um, where he plays Palmer Josh. Unless, Joseph, well, you know of one. Well, a, time, I mean, a Time to Kill. He's, he's Oh, se- A Time to Kill, yeah. Semi-famously in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel, which probably none of us have seen, but it's, you know. I have not seen is that. Is he in it? Yeah, he yeah, is. What's he, like, play one of the jock guys? I guess so, yeah. Huh. But it, it's one of those, it, it, whenever they bring up those lists of stars before they were stars who were always in like shitty horror movies like Anaconda 4 or whatever. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey is always on the list because he was in Czech, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. The next generation. Oh, I need to watch that. <laughs> Do you though? I think I would uh, like that. But for sure. No, definitely probably his, his most famous role or most notable role after that is, is Contact. With Judy Foster. Who directed that Jody movie? Foster. Robert Zemeckis did that movie. Oh, I actually really like Contact. I do too. It's really underrated. It's very long. Yep. Which is kind of a deterrent for it. But I think it's got cool themes. And I think the way like aliens and stuff are presented in that movie are like original. Seen, what is neat. Contact? I haven't seen Contact. Jodie Foster's obsessed with aliens. Really? That's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> She's dating a priest who does not like it. Oh, and that's that's Matthew McConaughey's role. Matthew McConaughey. He's pretty insufferable, if yeah. I'm honest with you, in this role. But he's designed he's like, to be. He's like a hippie priest. Yeah. Huh. And yeah, no, it's very like science versus religion. Do they like find the aliens going. at the end? Well, I can't mm. really tell you. I won't watch it. It sounds no, boring. Well, no, you should. It, it's actually quite good. But one of my favorite parts is... Oh, no, I can't spoil it for him because now we just said he should watch it. Yeah. But, but they spoil it. They reference... Uh, or they, they supposedly go to Pensacola in that... Oh, yeah, yeah, In that yeah. movie... Um, but it's like it's fucking like Hawaii. It's like yeah. palm trees and like a yeah. volcano in the background. And it's like that is not what Pensacola looks like, guys. That's I'm not, hilarious. This is this is before a time when you could do like basic internet research to be like yeah. pictures of Pensacola. <laughs> well, it just was easy then because they were obviously already filming in the jungle. For exactly. Movie, yeah, that's funny, man. Uh, definitely not one of his best, but I would say this movie is better than Transformers. Yeah, no, I mean it's not his best role, but I, I think this movie is underrated. So yeah, it's better like than Transformers. What's next? <laughs> All right, let's see. Amistad, did anyone see that? I know it's supposed to be really good, but I never saw it. Nope. Sorry, Stephen. We're, we're awful. <laughs> yeah, we're off to a great start. Ed TV. I've also seen Ed TV. Ed uh, Harris. Yeah, Ed Harris is in it. Matthew McConaughey plays his brother. Yeah, he's kind of like the meathead comedic relief role, which is what he kind of started doing. Hundred percent. Like he came in doing stupid comic relief, being the pretty boy in romantic comedies, and like. He made himself kind of get ugly because he wanted to do real dramatic roles. Look, like he started losing weight. We're and like going to find, as we go through this list, we're going to find that there were hints. Yeah. At, at well, the go back. We missed one. Go back to A Time to Kill. I think it's early. That's like his first real role. He's a lawyer protecting Sam Jackson, and it has to do with racism. Like, you know, it's it's something he's falsely accused of a crime. But um, who directed that? Uh, Joel Schumacher. And nice. It's um, it was not a good director, so you've already like waned me on this movie. It has to do with the Klu Klux Klan. I think. Sandra Bullock's in it, yes, and it's involved the murder of two white men who raped a ten-year-old girl. Yeah, black man, a black man accused of killing two white men who raped a ten-year-old. Yeah, girl. and basically, like this was his first drama role, and that movie's good and it's underrated. So if anyone doesn't have a chance, like that's one I, I definitely think you should watch. It's it's Young McConaughey. Oh, I just love another one that's good with. Oh, well, we will well, keep we moving there. through the list. U five seven one. It's about a U boat. I, I don't really care for this movie. I knew it was like really really popular when it came out. I never saw that movie. Yeah, it's not great. He was in the Wedding Planner. This he we're getting to the point no, where no. he's he goes on a long run of chick flicks. Correct. Where he becomes the lead in a bunch. I of... I mean. The Wedding Planner is that the Jennifer Lopez? Yes, I was thinking Wedding Singer. Fuck the Wedding Planner. That the Wedding Singer. Really the bad. Wedding Singer's good. <laughs> not related at all. <laughs> uh, but the Wedding Planner. I just remember Jennifer movie. Lopez. There's some love stuff. Hmm. Joseph, how many Matthew McConaughey movies have you seen? Oh, not that many. <laughs> They're mostly in the last <laughs> you ten years. Did you I did. Your suggestion. I want you to know that. Good. I'm sure there was like a young daughter that McConaughey like stepdad. But yeah, worse. Hold on, worse than Transformers on all the rest of those besides the time to kill. Hang on, are there good ones? U five seven one worse. Wedding planner worse. Contact was well. That one's already better. We did that one. Yeah, I know we got like failure to launch and the what's the what's the one with uh, fucking how Kate Hudson? A, how, to how to lose a guy in ten days? days. Um, and these are all the same movies. Yeah, just with it's different very actresses. similar. However, within these, 
is a movie about dragons. Yes. <laughs> tell, called, tell us about it, Christian. Rain of Fire, where apparently we dig so deep into the Earth's crust, we find dragons, and they take over the world. This movie starts Christian Bale, Gerard Butler, and Matthew McConaughey, which sounds like a really odd trio, but it's awesome. It, this movie is cool as shit. It's way better than it should be. It's uh, shit. And it's Matthew McConaughey, cast. this is for me like the moment where I'm like, dude, I can... I'm in on this guy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he goes in, like, Matthew McConaughey plays this, like, futuristic army ranger in a world that they're taking out dragons, and, like, he's got a shaved head, like, he's got a crazy beard. beard. I mean, he's, An like, axe. talking like fucking G.I. Joe on crack. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, cra- like, it's a crazy role. He's you crazy know what I mean? in it. Like, he loses him. That's where you're like, wow, this guy really, he's trying something here. 100%. And, it, and it's in a movie about dragons. Yeah. Like, and, this and, is my vibe. Oh, yeah, part. and Christian Bale is totally mailing it in this movie. And McConaughey's giving it all he's got. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's so Christian Bale plays this guy that like has to protect this little village, and then I don't remember exactly what happens. Why he has to? I think they show up, right? Like Matthew yep. McConaughey's yeah. band of people show up, and they house him, and he's like, "We're going to go kill the queen or something." And they go to London because this movie takes place in the present. Yeah, I don't, everything about this doesn't <laughs> sound like it's good. But if you haven't seen it, you should watch Train of Fire. It's great. It's really, really good. It's definitely better than Transformers. I wouldn't say it's really. It's like it's one of those like it's like Anaconda. It's a good bad movie. Oh, no, I disagree. Uh, I think this is a good movie. I, I think it is a good, good movie. I yeah. totally enjoy it on entertainment value. I don't know if it... How, when's the last time you guys have watched this? <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it like three years ago. It's still pretty good. If I if I had a copy, I would watch it on oh, a regular I own there's, a copy. There's a part, I let you there's a part where they like go skydiving to kill a fucking... That's early yeah, in the movie. That's, when, that's early in the movie. That's when yes. they meet. And that's, I that's, know, but that's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's a great part. But well, even Matthew McConaughey's death scene. Oh, it's is incredible! Awesome. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoiler. Yeah. Oh my bad. <laughs> so uh, then, fast forward to 2005, where he led this movie called Sahara. Woo! Where it was basically his national treasure. Yeah, Definitely. Sahara is um, really underrated. Also, is yeah. Clive Kussler. Clive Kussler. Yeah. It's the author, and the character is Dirk Pitt, and he's kind of like a mix of James Bond and National Treasure, and yep. he, he's kind of a sexy adventurer. Indiana Jones a little bit mixed in there. Yeah, who's Nathan on Nathan Drake, movie? if you guys have played Uncharted. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. And yeah. Kate it, Hudson. I also thought it was Kate Hudson, is it but also I'm like, Kate Hudson? how many movies has he been in with Kate Hudson? Kate Hudson is also, well, he's also in Sarah Jessica Parker and with one of those romantic comedies. He's yeah. in Sex and the City. Oh, oh, you're talking about another. Oh, I think, think Failure to launch. Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah. I mean, he did one with every like J Lo. Did one with Penelope every one Cruz. Of them. That's his yes. movie. Yeah. That sounds right. Yep. Yep. So Sorry, then we Penelope. have two for the money. Hang on, I, I want to. I want to say that movie is better than yeah, Transformers. So, no, Sahara. It should have been better because my dad loves Dirk Pitt. Like Dirk Pitt's his favorite like character, and he was very disappointed. But it's I watched it and I enjoyed it. It's I, better than Transformers. I didn't realize it was based on his books. Oh yeah, yeah. Dirk Pitt's like a like a million books. I did not know that. Yeah, he was I, trying to make a franchise. I think mm. this movie is on par with National Treasure. But does that make it better than Transformers? That's a good point. <laughs> no, National Treasure is better than this. Uh, but I love history, so I'm I'm a little slanted. Yeah, I don't know how. I, I don't. <laughs> history in either of them is kind of questionable. <laughs> One's looking for a boat in Antarctica, and one's looking for a boat in the middle of the desert. Whatever. Like. It's referencing fake history that I like. But oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna worse. Say, than Transformers. Also, has one of the best memes. I'm going to steal the declaration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's pretty great. Not in Sahara. That's in National, <laughs> National Treasure. Um, so we have Two for the Money, which I feel like I saw this movie. But yeah, Two for the Money is about a gambler. It's Al Pacino. Yeah. And it's yeah, Matthew yeah, McConaughey, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. bookies. And I, it's about he's got like He's got, like, slicked back hair the whole time. Yeah, and Al Pacino runs this, like, big corporate bookie that's, like, you know, in Vegas and taking all this money. And Matthew McConaughey is this little, like, bookie in, like, Florida. And he just fucking starts winning. And he's, like, an ex-pro athlete. And, like, uh, gets he gets involved. It's kind of like Devil's Advocate. Mm. You know what I mean? And he brings him to New York, and he starts dirtying him up. And, you know what I mean? He shows him the underbelly of the sports world. And then he starts losing, McConaughey. And at the end, it comes down to this one Super Bowl. And, like, you know, they've fucked up the whole company. And McConaughey, and it gets really dramatic. But it's got a good ending. I don't want to spoil it for you. Fair enough. If you like football and you like to gamble, watch the movie. It's worth it. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I did not see that. that, now that, that you're saying that's it. my favorite one. That's okay, well, I'm we're not there yet. Um, <laughs> next, uh, we had Failure to Launch, which I kind of already mentioned in 2006. Wait, who's, with, but which one is that? That's with Sarah Jessica Parker. She's like a successful lady, and he's like stays at home and lives with his yeah, parents. Yeah, that one, as far as romantic comedies. It's okay. I've seen it a couple better times. Better than Transformers. No good. I saw that one in theaters. It's, it, it's not the better dad? than Transformers. Who's the dad in that movie? Man, like, it's trying are. to get McConaughey out of the house. And also, I think, you know who's in this? Who? Uh, American Sniper Bradley Cooper. 
Is he? I'm almost positive. He plays like a, a friend or some shit. Uh, let's see. Zoe Deschanel, Justin Bartha, Bradley Cooper, Terry Ooh, Bradshaw. Nice. <laughs> well done. Uh, Terry Bradshaw? I don't know. Man. Here, here's he the, might, no, that, I think that's a dad. Terry Bradshaw is McConaughey's dad. I'm upset. And that's who's trying to get him out of the house. <laughs> I'm upset with any movie that tries to push Sarah Jessica Parker on me. Well, that's I'm just, fair. I, I, I was going to say this is better than Transformers, but for the casting director to go with McConaughey over Cooper... It definitely should have been Cooper. Cooper yeah, wasn't Cooper a thing yet. Cooper should have been the lead, and McConaughey... He had already just, had Alias. Like, he was pretty big. Yeah, I mean, I love McConaughey, but Cooper's on the... He's my favorite actor. So, so after Worse that, than Transformers. Yeah, it's definitely worse than Transformers, but I'll agree with you. It's a somewhat bearable movie. Uh, we Are Marshall, uh, his, where he played the football coach. His foray into sports movies. Yep. I like this movie a lot. It's, I think, underrated. Uh, yes. It's got a pretty good cast it's, in it. It's got Jack from Lost, Matthew mm. Fox. I feel like... And basically, if you guys don't know, it's don't about the the Marshall football team. I don't know what year was in, in, a, 70s, in a plane accident, and yep. the entire team perished. Mm-hmm. And this is about a replacement team, I believe, right? Well, he he was the guy they brought in to kind of reboot the football program. Yeah. So he had to. The only person who like survived was the assistant coach, played by Matthew Fox, and he like didn't go on the away trip with the team. And so Matthew McConaughey recruits him, and they kind of reboot the Marshall football franchise. And it's about that, I think, the mm-hmm. first year. Uh, it's a good movie. And it's got, you know, like the, all sports, you know, it's got inspirational moments, a little cheesy, but it's good. And I, I love football movies. I mean, we could do a whole episode on best football movie. Oh, we should. That actually That's sounds fun. One. I would love that. Uh I don't. I don't remember liking this movie. I remember just being too slow. It is pretty slow. It doesn't yeah, have a lot going on I, to it. I think it's better than Transformers, but it's not, you know. Knock him out of the park. I'm saying worse than Transformers. Also, stick to your guns. Michael Fox is not a good actor. <laughs> not Michael Fox. Yeah, uh, jo- Matthew, Matthew Fox. Fox. What's yeah. wrong with Matthew yeah. Fox? He's not a good actor. Lost. Um, it, it, yeah, has, no. it has the famous Anthony Mackie scene where he's like in the uh, window and you know we are and everyone's like Marshall. Oh. Uh, I forgot Anthony Mackie was in this. He yeah. is. I like uh, Ian McShane is like the dad of one of the football players who passed away. I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, you're making me like it. I know, more. okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because he a lot of these other, these kind of in between. Oh, can, can you just hit us with some names? So, Fool's Tropic Gold, Thunder. He is, <laughs> it's a cameo basically great, in Tropic though. Thunder. Um, Fool's Gold is Kate Hudson, right? I think Kate yeah. Hudson is in like all of them. Yes, I believe <laughs> Kate Hudson is in Fool's Gold. Okay. I didn't mention it because it was kind of like everything else. It is Kate And that's Hudson. another romantic comedy where they're adventure they're, they're going for treasure hunters. Treasure hunters. Yeah. They like dive off boats. We, I remember we that can, happens We can a move lot. on. Like McConaughey did a bunch of movies where he's like, I just want to get more tanned. Yeah. <laughs> just put me on a fucking beach I can and sm- pay me some money. Uh, I don't so give true. a Smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> and surf. You know what I mean? Like surf. That's all McConaughey 100%. wanted. Speaking of which, after his cameo in Tropic Thunder. Which is great, by the way. His cameo in Tropic Thunder. He's great. He's very funny. Right yeah. now, we should do a separate best cameo, best main role. <laughs> what's better, Tropic Thunder or Wolf of Wall Street cameo? Oh, Wolf of Wall Street, but Ooh, it's pretty know. great, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, the, the problem with Tropic Thunder is, is uh, Tom he's, Cruise also has that cameo, and that's the best cameo. He's so yeah. great. Yeah. That's true. Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, which I don't think he's not the main character in, right? No, he is. Yes, oh, he, he is? is? Yeah. Who's I the girlfriend in that one? Uh, I think that's uh, in that Ben Affleck Multiple wife? ones, I think. Yeah, is isn't it point? supposed to be like a Christmas movie yeah, or something? Yeah, it is. And it is. Good call. Emma well Stone. <laughs> You've been on it today. You have, man. <laughs> I saw that movie once. I didn't like it. Uh, Bernie, Killer Joe. He was in a few episodes of Eastbound and Down. I Bernie. Yep. Uh, what is, so, Ber- what so is Bernie? Here's the thing. Bernie and Killer Joe <laughs> were actually the beginning of the McConaughey. Well, I, I, wanted, I meant to say that. Here at the end of like the 2000s, mm-hmm. you really... He's doing a lot of roles, and yeah, we're kind of skipping over them, but they're, they're actually pretty good mm-hmm. this is really when he started kind of hit the ground running i feel like yeah and right there is my favorite one i think we're doing next 2011 killer joe no lincoln lawyer oh yeah yeah yeah. Yep. lincoln lawyer uh, that was the real star of the mcconaughey that's probably fair because that movie if you haven't seen it is fucking dope yeah it's, it's a good it's film top 20 of me like definitely like i've watched the movie like that's really high <laughs> five or six times i really do i really wow, really I own, I own it um if it's uh he's a he's a defense lawyer he drives around in a lincoln He's got a driver, and it's got Ryan Phillippe, and it's, it's William H. Macy, and it's this whole murder mystery. It's based on a book. I've read the book. I read it in law school, but yeah, it's it's a very good... Like, the book's even better, because it has a lot of like real cases in it and stuff like that. How do you say that guy's name? Is it Ryan Phillippe? I, I thought it was Ryan, Ryan Phillippe. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I've, I've heard, said it, said, I've heard yeah. it said both ways equal a measure. I, um, on another note, him and... Uh, what's his ex-wife's name? Renee Zellweger. No. The, uh, what is her name? 
Yeah, their kids look just alike, and that's yeah, what yeah, all over the news. That's uh, what is? <laughs> she was in the the um, the movie with Wiggly Blonde. Yeah, Kate, Reese Witherspoon. Reese yeah, Witherspoon. Yeah, Ryan Philippe yeah, so and Reese they, Witherspoon. They have kids. And what? They, yes. yes, and they they're, they're like twelve and thirteen or whatever. Now. No, they're like sixteen and nineteen. And then he put up a picture on Facebook or whatever. Of, they're spitting of, images. They of, look exactly like little versions of them. The, it's crazy. The, the dude looks like his dad. And like, the girl, like a little Ryan Philby. Oh my God, looks yeah. just like her mother. Damn. But he got interviewed, and people were, like, you know, people say that to him. And he's like, "Who else are they supposed That's to look true. like?" But it's like a mirror. Yeah. Like especially it's, it's the scary. girl. She looks just like Reese Witherspoon. Some people have very strong genes. Apparently yeah. so. Uh, I'm gonna skip a couple of the Mercy paper boy. He was in Eastbound and Down for a few episodes, where he plays a scout. And then in, in 2012, he starred in. I guess it's kind of an indie movie, Mud. Mm-hmm. Um, and this highly, is like highly recommended. It's almost like a modern Huckleberry Finn. Like it's yeah, like no, in, that's a very that's good a really good. Yeah, it's uh you know in the south, kind of like a poor kid makes a friend with a dude in the woods, and it's uh I mean there's more to it than that, of course, but he's really really good in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ty Sheridan, yep, that's the really kickoff good to, yeah, of his career. I actually feel like Ty Sheridan hasn't lived up to that standard mm-hmm. since then, but I think he's been in at least one other thing. I really I'm looking it up. Who Ty Sheridan? Yeah. Why, why are we getting lost on Ty Sheridan? <laughs> because I wanted to. I wanted to defend <laughs> the fact been in that Ready I feel Player like one. Yeah. he was in Ready Player One. Fair point. He was been, in the X Men. Yeah, that's He's it. Cyclops. I'm feeling you, less you're confident stand about on Ready it. Player yeah. One. Is your hill to die on? No. Look, Ready <laughs> Player One's a pretty good movie, but he's not as good as he is in Mud. <laughs> okay, no, Mudded Mud might be the the high yeah. point. But uh, I like this movie. You should watch it. It's better than Transformers. It is way better than Transformers. Yeah, it's a, it's it's long, but it's it's good. a little slow. Is yeah. it long? I don't think it, it is long. I think slow is a better term. It's yeah. a little slow. Uh, then he has Ma- Magic Mike, where he played Dallas. He's really good in that He's, movie. Okay, so I haven't seen that. All right, pause for a second on Magic Mike. All right, it has this perception, and it is about a bunch of hot dudes stripping. I get it. But the movie is like about this dude who is like trying to get out of it and drug use is heavily important and like Matthew McConaughey is basically taking advantage of all these people. It's really sad. It's really sad and it's really dark Mm -hmm. and it doesn't even have like resolution. Like it doesn't even end great. The second one's just about. Yeah, the second one gets crazy. (laughs) But he's really, really good in Magic Mike. He's so good in Magic Mike. Uh, I actually saw an interview with... um, and Hathaway and him while they were doing press for <laughs> Interstellar. And they were like, you know, what was it like like being with an Academy Award winner? She's like, oh, I don't even care about that. I knew in Magic Mike that he was going to be great. And so, yeah, I mean. But no, 100%. Like, it, it, it's got this weird perception. But like you said, Matthew McConaughey's role, he's, he's kind of like, he, he's like the manipulative den mother yes. of, the, uh, yeah. of all the strippers. And, and I mean, like, he's 100% doing everybody dirty and just trying to, like, you know, everything is, is lifting him up, you know. Every, everything he does is some way leveraged for his own yes. gain. Yes, yep. Um, uh, I'm not going to say it's better than Transformers. I only watched it one time. But I think it is better than Transformers. His performance for sure is. Definitely. Uh, but 2012 to 2014, which is kind of the area we're in, Mud and Magic Mike came out this year, is like peak reconnaissance period. Right, which, which, which is we was called that because it was when Matthew McConaughey broke out from all these romantic comedy roles yeah. into like real dramatic roles. And we were like, whoa, and he this guy could act. Park. He did. He did great. Because um, he followed this up with the movie which he won the... Academy Award for which is Dallas Buyers Club, mm-hmm. uh, and he lost a lot of weight. Yep. He acts his butt off in it. it um, Dallas Buyers Club is about it's a hard know, watch. Yeah, HIV AIDS patients and like they in couldn't Texas, get access to medicines. Right? Yeah, so they started doing their own clubs and like buying in bulk from other countries. I think yeah, Mexico. Like yes. they were importing them from and Mexico. It, you know, they're, Jared they're exploiting Leto. like a legal loop, loophole mm-hmm. to uh, to be able to get drugs that might save their life. And this is before like the U.S. took HIV seriously, and mm-hmm. all, there are a lot of things going on. But yeah, yeah. Jared Leto and, and Matthew did they both win the Academy Award? Yeah, that I believe year? so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Jennifer Gardner's in it. It's, uh, yeah, that's right. It's a good movie. What's what? What I really like about that movie is it takes a character who's kind of this like white boy hick who doesn't feel like you know this could happen to him, and then it through this horrible thing like puts him in a situation, you know, with, like, Jared Leto's character, and uh, he, like, while this horrible, awful thing is going on, and they have to find this way to solution, like, he actually grows as a person, too, yeah. like, um, I don't know, I, it's a really, really good movie, but it's, it's, His, he, it's he, he looks gaunt, like, he, yeah. he definitely committed to the role, um, like, he starts off, like you said, like, he, you know, he's, like, not a racist, but, I mean, he's not, he's homophobic. He's definitely sure. a homophobe. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. homophobic, and, like, definitely 
you know, phobia towards HIV patients for sure. And, you know, they gets it and he realizes he gets that turned on him and it's, it's a good, it's a good movie. And, yeah. a, and we a, all watch it together. I know I watched it with you. Yeah. I, I remember. I didn't watch it. I remember we watched it at the theater after night one night and I was I, like, this is great. I have seen in several places that apparently like that is not true to the actual guy's story. Oh really? Yeah. At all. Yeah, like, I mean, you, but you know. On what part though? Like, oh, he, like, like he, he was, was still very. Well, no, that he was, uh, he was already kind of like sexually more fluid than. Uh, than the the movie made him out to be from the beginning. Okay, um, but the next thing he did was a small role in <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. We're all which, saying better than Transformers. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's definitely better than Transformers. Yeah, won a bunch of Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the next role is Wolf of Wall Street, and we've talked about it on this podcast. He's in like eight minutes of that movie, but it's the best eight. It minutes. is. Yeah, he's he's very he steals that movie. He's so funny in it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely better than Transformers. Uh, 2014 started off with a television show on HBO called True Detective, and season one of True Detective is like argue. I mean, it may be top five, top ten, like show period for yeah. me. Like it is, it's outstanding, perfect for like a mini limited, you know, contained story. Mm-hmm. It's like eight yeah. episodes. They're all good. He play. He gets the media role. 100%. You know, Woody Harrelson, I think. Is equally good in that, you know, because he has less showier role, mm-hmm. but McConaughey owns it. I mean, yeah. completely commits as like this cop with a drug history past and trauma from a dead child, and you know yeah. what I mean. Just was obsessive, complete, and, yeah, and just like the ticks and like the, yeah. the way he talks about, like the way some of the things he says. Yeah, no, I mean, he's just the like monologues this, that he gets. Oh, to, yeah. Like, I mean, that also his writing is it's just phenomenal in that show. So it's the gorgeous, things he's sh- saying, shot too. Yeah, I mean, the things he's saying is just like poetry. You yeah. know what I mean? It's creepy as hell yeah. too, man. The show is uncomfortable like there's a scene where like he's getting interrogated by the police and he's like drinking beers the whole time and he's just like <laughs> taking this knife and he's like just carving yeah. these like you know and these little like i don't know you gotta watch it he's, he's the, cool uh, genuinely like if you go to the imdb quotes page for this this show like every single one of them it's is Matthew gold yeah, yeah well they're all Matthew McConaughey, and they're, and they're all, all fantastic yeah Kind like, of time is a circular device. <laughs> time is a flat circle. What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was there. <laughs> so, in what is, in my opinion, the end of the McConaissance, sure, is Christopher Nolan's mm-hmm. space epic, Interstellar. That's fair. He plays a dad who I guess is a formerly a pilot or something. Was part of NASA or something before uh, the Earth started to collapse, and is chosen to go on this special mission. To find a new home for humans, and uh, he's—it's he, an okay movie. I think this movie's severely overrated because it's Christopher Nolan, but he's pretty good. I it. mean, look, it's, it's, yeah, it's cinematically beautiful, music's fantastic, acting's pretty good, and scientifically, it's very accurate. But that doesn't make it a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I just very two thousand one Space Odyssey. It, well, it, it's that's it a, definitely tries to be. Well, yeah. that's that's the thing. I feel like I feel like it could have been. That, but I feel like he tried too hard to kind of like homage 2001 A Space Odyssey. So then it just became kind of derivative of that instead of like being its own new space adventure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like you have a Hal character and then you have like a Hal twist Mm. in it. Uh, But to me, honestly, the twist is where it falls apart in this movie. Like, uh, I, spoiler alert, Matt Damon is in this movie, um, even though he's not advertised at all. Matt Damon's role is not good, in my opinion. They that what happens to those characters, like for example, um, when they go to the ocean planet and everything just uh, shit just gets wrecked because they're not prepared to be on a planet full of ocean. That could have been the plot point for me, and the rest of the movie could have been born out of that. But like going to this ice planet and this guy's been here this whole time. The second half of that movie falls flat to me. I'm a big Jessica, Jessica Chastain fan too, and and I don't think she's very good in this movie. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't love it. Yeah, Anne Hathaway's not great. Is, is, that, that, is that? I don't think it's Bryce Dallas Howard. Is it? No, no, it's Jessica Chastain. Okay, fuck. Claire, who knows? And, and also Claire. No, what's Mackenzie Foy? I think her name McCl- is Mackenzie Foy. Is, is the new girl? Wait. Yeah. So, so is 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 that Claire Foy's younger sister? Is Jessica Chastain the one Probably. with the butt chin? I guess. I don't know. What? She's the one from what Zero Dark Thirty. He's, he's just trying to find a way to tell the difference between her and Bryce Dallas Howard. But no, I would agree with with Jones. It's 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 not his best movie. Compared to like some of the other ones he's done, I just watched Dunkirk the other day. Dunkirk's good. Yeah, Are you talking about Christopher Nolan's best yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't think know, it is either. Inception, fe- The Dark Knight, like they're way better. Butchin. Okay. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've just decided that Jessica Chastain has a butt chin. That's how you know the difference between the two of them. I'm gonna say Interstellar is still better than Transformers. Oh, definitely. But yeah. it is. I haven't arguably, watched it in a very. I, I think I watched it in theaters. I don't think I've ever watched it since. I should watch that again. I watched it on the front row of the IMAX theater, and it was a miserable experience. <laughs> uh, you know what's a 
Go the Martian ahead. was way better right around that time. Yeah, uh, Martian oh, yeah. is a better 100%. movie. 100%. It's yeah. a better movie. Um, let's see. We have Sea of Trees, which I did not see. I saw that. Um, uh, I heard it wasn't very good. Yeah, it's Gus Van Sant, and it's McConaughey's, like, uh, his wife dies, and they've been having problems. And he goes to that forest in Japan where everyone kills themselves. Yep. And he starts walking, and he's, like, going to kill himself, and he meets this Japanese guy, you know, who's also there to kill himself. And they kind of have a bond, and, you know, it's it's kind of like psychological. Is he hallucinating? Is it what's real? And he goes through a lot of dreams. It's very abstract, kind of hard to what, follow. That's what point. Gus Van Zandt's known for. Yeah, so I wouldn't say it's great. Definitely worse than Transformers. Huh. Uh, Free State of Jones, which I think just recently we talked about, was just basically pigging back off 12 Years a Slave, yep. and it's not very good. It's very slow. Very boring. It's not at all what the movie is advertised to be. And I would also argue it's probably not very historically accurate. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marshala Ali is very good. That's what at I was going to say. It's a watered down version of 12 Years a Slave, and Scott Mahershala Ali is like the only good part about it, I think. Yep. He Carrie this, Russell's in it, I think. Uh, is as that his like wife? his wife that moves yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. But like, it's, it's, you're right. It's, there's something missing there. He's, you a, know? he's a, just for a plot, he's a Confederate deserter who returns home and basically starts a commune in the woods for for freed slaves and for like women and children whose husbands have died in the confederacy and for uh other confederate deserters because is towards the end of the war people just you know essentially i don't know yeah, and apparently, like, anymore, I think it was like the Confederates weren't treating them well, and they yeah, were like taking they, well, stuff they were running the, out of money. Yeah, and so they, they were, were just like stealing stuff from the the common yeah. folk. So it's not very good. It's worse than Transformers. Yeah, I would not watch it. Uh, he did Kubo and the Two Strings, where he played Beetle. Um, this is a pretty good movie. It's a little slow, but it's fine. I don't. Well, here's the thing. This movie would be one of the movies that I think would be phenomenal on mute. The the it's gorgeous. The the, the animation in this movie is just like unreal. It's it's so gorgeous. Stop motion. Yeah. Yep. But the voice cast should be better. It's Matthew McConaughey and Charlize Theron, I think. Yep. But yeah, like the the writing's not very good. I don't feel like the characters are really great. I like I just the whole story and and the music's great. Oh, the music's also great. I just think there were there were, the pieces were there for a much better movie, and they didn't have the writing staff. Or I guess maybe the voice direction staff to to pull it off. Uh, I'm going to say that movie is worse than Transformers. I'm also going to say it's worse than Transformers. I have not seen it. It's, it, it's animation. It, I watched it, it on an airplane. It's on Netflix. I mean, it's worth checking out, but it's yeah. not. He followed that with another voice casting role where he played Buster Moon in the Ooh, DreamWorks movie Sing. I have seen that. I have watched Sing at least 75 times. <laughs> I like Sing. It's pretty funny. It's like an American Idol with cartoons. It's exactly what it is. And I enjoyed every second uh, of it. It's got a pretty good voice cast, and uh, Reese Witherspoon is in that. Um, Tori Kelly. There's a ton of famous people. Yeah, in there's a bunch. It's fine. It's worse than Transformers. I've seen it a bunch because I have a three-year-old. Yeah. I screened it one time. I don't remember much about it, but I remember enjoying <laughs> it at the time. Uh, <laughs> have you seen it? No, I'm boycotting it. One, because I think the, the premise is a pandering piece of garbage. And I hate Seth MacFarlane. He's, is it Seth he, MacFarlane? Yes, he's totally intolerable in that movie. He's awful. The good. worst part. What made it worse is my wife, we're watching it, she's like, who is this person? They're really good. Like, it up. <laughs> she's like, it's Seth MacFarlane. He has jazz CDs? I kind of want to buy one. I'm like, no. No. Not going to do it. <laughs> Honey, if you're listening to this podcast, I love you very much. Uh, Pick a fucking lane, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. If, if you wanted to be a discount fucking uh, Frank Sinatra, she should have done I that mean, instead. To be fair, that's what he's been doing on Family Guy for the last I 20 years. fucking know it, man. Um, gold, it was bad. <laughs> uh, it, it, yep. was, it was totally like a mud ripoff almost. Like It's the same thing. It was kind of like a lower budget movie, really trying to rely on his acting ability. Yeah, he gained like 30 pounds for it. It's not good. And he plays like a prospector who's like trying to find gold in like South America. Yeah. And he's like a big fraud guy. And it's a long, it's a big long con, but it's not well written and it's not very interesting. I, I would say definitely worse than Transformers. He, but once again, he's trying. Like, these were movies that were coming out in September. They were supposed to be Oscar movies. Like, he's gaining the weight. Like, he he just missed. You know, he missed mm-hmm. on Free State of Jones. He missed on Gold. Like, he's not trying to go back to what he was doing, but he's it's not working. And arguably the worst decision of his career, The Dark Tower. Yeah. Mm. That's a bad uh, movie. He passed on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 to make The Dark Tower, and there were a lot of bad decisions made with this movie that aren't just his fault but i don't think he's very good in it i don't like to really care for the look of his character uh, as the man in black and yeah it's just it's, it's not never good. good when you take like a eight 
book series and condense it into one movie. Well, the problem, <laughs> like you know, what I mean, you're never going to get it right. Yeah, it I mean, and they happen. made a sequel. That's that's what it. You know, they took some elements, and there is a part of the story in in the Dark Tower series where you could basically, you know, kind of make your own side story and include these previews. And that's what they decided to do, and it just doesn't work. No. It, 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 the movie's just Dark Tower is like unfilmable. I really believe. Yes, that. agreed. Um, that brings us to 2018, where he his first movie I think released this week. Yep, just uh, came out. White, White Boy, Boy Rick, Rick. I would say I watched it. Worse than Transformers. He's once again committing though. Like he's got a mullet. Like he definitely lost some weight. He's look. He's like walking around like he's inner city Detroit in the 80s. So he's like white trash. You know yeah, I and mean? they're on the wrong side of the block. And he sells guns. So he's like a low life. But um, he's he's the best part of it. Like on all these yeah. movies, he's you know he's usually good in the movies, but. The movie's not good as a whole. Uh, he has Serenity coming out shortly. That weird one with Anne with, Hathaway. Yes. Yep. Takes place on a boat or something. And Jason Clark. Uh, and that comes out later. Excuse me, later this year. Uh, so that's his filmography. It's a lot of misses. It is. There's um, there's a very small window in there. And he's filming the Beach Bum. Yes. That I, sounds like right up his alley. Oh, his character's <laughs> name is Moon Dog. <laughs> what is that movie uh, about? Oh shit! No, that's it's from got the, Snoop Dogg and Isla Fisher. It's from the guy who did uh, Spring Breakers. And Harmony Curry. It looks very much like Spring Breakers again, but... Spring Breakers is a weird movie. Yeah, it looks like that. <laughs> That's Zac Efron in this movie, and yep. he looks weird. Yeah, it looks like a movie. Um, <laughs> worse than Transformers. Yeah, I would say worse than Transformers. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I really like Matthew McConaughey, and I wish... I, I feel like I remember him more fondly than he probably deserves. I'll tell you what, going through his filmography, he's got a lot of shit. does yeah, have a lot of shit. It's not good, man. <laughs> So the question is, uh, I feel like we said worse than Transformers on the vast majority vast of Vast majority, probably. What is Matthew McConaughey's best role? No. Uh, my favorite role, definitely, I'm going to stick with what I said, Lincoln Lawyer. I think it's a good choice. I think Lincoln Lawyer, you know, it shows him kind of doing, like, he's done a bunch of le- legal stuff, more serious, but then he gets to, like, do it's like a more of a popcorn movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not straight Oscar. It's definitely a little more some drama but there's action in it and it's got a great storyline so that's where i would go what do you i mean the only other true detective is probably the best role but i don't want to say true detective because it's not a movie one and two i feel like that's the easy choice yeah well well, you've you've kind of led me into it because i came into this this thing thinking that i was gonna come in saying russ cole from true detective because it is it was probably the peak reconnaissance it's it's probably i don't know it it might be one of his i probably like most famous iconic roles oh it is for sure Uh, um but now that we're going through the list again, I feel like his character in Magic Mike might actually be like, it, it's. A, I feel like it's a better performance. It's a more mm-hmm. nuanced character. There's a lot of stuff going on there. So I might actually have to say, is, I can't remember the, the character name, but his performance in Magic Mike might be his best one. Yeah, I mean, he, he is very good in that movie. Uh, I am going to go with, I'm going to go back a little bit farther, and I said this before we started, I, him in Reign of Fire to me is is really incredible, <laughs> and I real again we he's great in Reign of Fire. The, the, <laughs> there are two reasons. Number one, up until that point, he'd never shown that he could do that. It was very like uh, he played some attorney roles, so some like more serious ones. And he's done a lot of legal films, yeah, um, but mostly he's just this like hippie, like in most of his just like cool yep. chill guy, and in this he's like. Like you're talking about an intense, like former former special forces, just badass murderer, and it's dark. And I feel like that um, capability of being so like demanding on screen, kind of he hadn't done it before, and it kind of went away again until probably Magic Mike or or True Detective, where he just like he's just the presence that you want to watch. Mm. Um, and he's not. He, it takes a little while for him to come into that movie. But once it does, like you kind of forget Gerard Butler and Christian Bale are even in it. Hundred like, percent. It's, it's all yeah, yeah. about him at that point. Even when he's kind of the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, he it's just it's really really. He good. is captivating that yeah, movie. Yeah. 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 He has star power for sure. Like you know what I mean? Charisma for days. The question is why doesn't you know why doesn't he get better roles? You know what I mean? Like he's he's not a bad actor. Yep. But I feel like there may have been some some bad management there. Yeah. For a yeah. while. Because well, he's picking like not named directors. You know what I mean? Like I mean other than Interstellar, those last couple ones have been random people like he should be doing like a, why isn't he doing a tarantino movie you know what i mean like that's what he oh, needs he to, would be really good like he needs to get into something like that you know what i mean or like a, a steven spiel you know someone like get him in a, na- a name here's one of the things that i've also noticed that among a lot of stars in hollywood just based on kind of his last several selections 
since he's been able to select whatever he wanted. I feel like there are a lot of actors out there who don't understand why people like them and what mm. makes movies work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like Matthew McConaughey might be out because turning down the fucking Marvel role for uh, well, what did he turn that one down for? The Dark, the Dark Tower? Tower. Yeah, like that. It's fucking insanity. Yeah, it's it, it, arguably career suicide for anybody else. You yeah. know, and he he'd been a name actor for twenty five years, so it's not going to be for him. But he wanted a fran. I mean, he wanted a franchise. Guardians two is number two. You know what I mean? He's on a start his own thing kind of thing. I can get that because what is that? What is that character's name? Rick Flag, the Man in Black. I mean, he's in. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to make a, uh, spiel, a, a, a Stephen King universe, universe yeah, that character pops up in a bunch of stuff. For so sure. you know, Matthew McConaughey could have been the connective tissue in all of that. I I get it. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's, I, I think you hit it uh, perfectly. He, it's like he thinks he knows what we really liked. Because oh, yeah. they keep, they're, they're in the same, like, vein, but it's just not the same. Like, that 20, even I'll give it go back to 2008. Like, 2008, you really start to see his career start to pick up. But from, like, 2011 to 2014, man, it, everything he did was incredible. Yep. Everything was great. Yep. But, cool. Good breakdown. I like that. Yeah, I did too. What have we been watching? Uh, well, I watched a fuck ton of BoJack Horseman because coming into this week, I was only like the beginning of season three or mid, mid, I don't remember. Beginning of season three is fine. So I had to watch three seasons of BoJack this week because, you know, the new season came out this week. Uh, you watched three seasons of BoJack Horseman this week? I fucking did. (laughs) Three, four, and five? Three, four, and five. Yeah. How many episodes are in a season? Twelve. They're 20 minutes long. Yeah. It's not that bad. No, it's not terrible. I did, I watched way too much of it this weekend, but... Uh, I can't help it. I love this show. I think it's incredibly clever. I just I, I hear it's it, good. The new season's good. It's it's not my favorite season. I think the last season was stronger. They just have some characters that they don't know what to do with. And I, there's an episode where the whole thing is him giving a eulogy. Yeah, well, they, they they they've kind of leaned into. They have they've kind of set their own little like formula for the seasons. There's kind of usually one like uh, not prop episode, but like there's there's one kind of gimmick episode, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the gimmick episode where it's literally the, the whole thing is a monologue of him doing a eulogy. Um, and then, like, the 11th episode is, is kind of like a drug trip craziness where everything's falling to pieces. And it's still good. I mean, it, it's still, the, the writing's still clever. The the voice, I mean, it's the best thing Will Arnett's ever done and probably ever will do. Yeah. But it wasn't my favorite season. It's still better than Transformers. Is it the only thing you watched? Oh, and I also started, I, I didn't, that's the only thing I watched, but I started listening to some more podcasts. Um, they start, they're starting to release uh, Wolverine the Long Night. Yep, which was initially on Stitcher Premium, but now they're releasing everywhere, like on a week-to-week basis. I did the first episode when it was free on Stitcher. Oh, okay, yeah, is um, it good? The, the first two episodes are out. Um, mm. So it, it's a uh, radio serial mm-hmm. produced by Marvel about kind of about Wolverine, but kind of in a, like a, a beaten around the bush way in yes. the sense that it's like these FBI uh, agents who are trying to track down a killer in Alaska whose method of murder is is uh, very similar to what you'd expect from Wolverine. And uh, it's got Richard Armitage, who is yep. uh, Thorin Oakenshield as Wolverine. It would be a really good cast in live action. It too. would be a really good cast yeah. in live action. Um, look, I have the same problem with it that I have with a lot of serials is that with voice acting, when you're when you're literally just have the voice, I feel like people tend to overdo it. Yes. Um, and so there's a lot of voice overacting in this series but overall the story is interesting and so i'm going to keep listening to it week to week i felt like i was listening to like old timey radio a little bit uh, like some and that's the thing like some of them like get it they can say a thing and convey emotion without like really overselling it yeah but then there are the people who are like i don't think they get it i need to lean harder Mm -hmm. on my emotions um and it's it's just too much sometimes but uh, i also started critical role Um, at your suggestion i started from the very beginning did you season one or season two season one Oh, see? I know you told me to start yeah. at season two, but I actually kind of liked it. Just picking up where it is? Well, just picking up where it is because I feel like, and, and I mean, maybe I, I like it starting from season two because, you know, you get to see everybody get everything. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Um, it goes right into it. Well, yeah, it's kind of fun that they have. So, I mean, as Christian said, it's it's a podcast where they literally just live stream a Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. campaign for like two and a half hours every I'm- episode. But at this point, you know, they're they're well established. They have a lot of tools to mm-hmm. work with. And so, like, it, it's fun because they have, like, they can do more things because they have more abilities and items and things at their disposal. Yeah. So it's fun watching them kind of, like, problem solve with what they have. Um, though I'm sure it would be interesting to see them, like, come by each one. Uh, but Yeah. The only reason why I, I started with season two first and then I've, I've come back and I've started listening to season one. Um, the reason why I say it is because I, I like the coming together. It was a little difficult for me when I first started listening to season one where it's mm. just, like, they're in Craghammer and they're... Yeah. 
yeah. doing shit. And you're like, I didn't realize they had been, they were just been playing D&D for two years. Uh-huh. And then we're just like, hey. The same campaign? Yes. Holy crap. And they just, like halfway through, they just started recording it. But they're all like, Matthew Mercer has been in every video game you've probably, he was Kingpin in Spider-Man. Oh, really? Yeah, it's all people you, uh, you've heard as voice actors before. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I've been enjoying like listening to them and you know they do like the voices and things for the different characters and it works in this particular medium. I haven't, I haven't done it because I know that there's yeah. also a video podcast, um, but the audio version, it works well because it helps paint the picture mm-hmm. in your head. But at the same time, I was listening to it thinking, like, I couldn't sit in a room and, and like, while somebody's, well, I'm the king of doo-doo-doo-doo. And I, like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, it would be, I, I respect it and I appreciate it, but I, I couldn't do it, I don't it's, think. It's very entertaining to listen it to. It is. Also, I, it's, I don't know if you have this problem, but it's really frustrating to me because things will happen and I'll be like, do this or ask about this and yeah. then they don't i'm like no it's there's clearly a <laughs> there's a, a sign there's an answer here joseph you could just play D and then you could yeah i know i'm sure i missed things <laughs> too. It's fine. anyway but that's what i've been i've been doing this past week what about you ian i watched a couple movies i watched dunkirk which i said which i remember i liked it a lot more than i remember liking it it's good that movie's like really like claustrophobic and a lot of like yeah like tight shots. Oh man, with a big the, thing going on. The uh, the puts you into like what then we're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they're in the 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 ship, the galley of the ship. Yes. and the power goes out and it's, they start sinking. Oh man, yeah. that that it's, ship that's it's terrifying. That scene fucked me up, man. Yeah. I like I wanted to leave. Yeah, it's it's messed up. It's uh, it's I watched it with uh, subtitles. I liked it a lot more because I can understand like what everyone was saying. Mm. I have trouble with that movie. Like mm. a lot of mumbling with Tom Hardy and stuff. That's fair. But, he's got uh, a mask on the whole time. Yeah, but he Again. Uh, he's he's good in that movie too. I yeah, really, I thought he was. I thought he was good. Better than I remember because I don't remember him having much of a role. But he he's he's more in it than I remember. Yeah, the uh, the One Direction kid's pretty good in it. Yeah, Harry yeah, Styles. Yeah. Harry yeah. Styles. Mm-hmm. I, Mark uh, Rylance is good in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As uh, the, the 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 British guy going mm-hmm. to get him in the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I found that Dunkirk was actually my favorite movie of last year, and it's also arguably my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Like it's, I feel maybe it's because the one that's it's the one that people don't praise as much. Because people like jerk off to Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, that's fair. And that one people don't talk about. And that one I'm like, that's a that's a really well made movie, and it's it's very realistic. Like, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's hard to watch. Do do you feel like you have a particular affinity for war movies? I too. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, and I watched White Boy Rick, which you know, like I said, wasn't good. It's like inner city Detroit all about the crack epidemic. And I watched the original Predator. Nice, good for you. you. Know, oh, and I beat Spider Man. And I will say that how they they do set up Spider Man at the end is so at the end you know you're 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 working for Doc spoilers Oct- spoilers you're working for Doctor Octopus <laughs> and you help him you know make the arms and he basically becomes the leader of the Sinister Six and breaks out Rhino Shocker Vulture Mister Negative Martin Lee who like you thought was going to be the big boss but ended up being like a sub boss and um, you know you go after them they come after you they beat Spider-Man up and you eventually beat them all but at the end they you leave off and uh, Norman Osborn who's been the mayor's disgrace and you stumble upon a bunch of pumpkin bombs and like so the Green Goblin's gonna be the next one and you realize Harry's been sick and at the very after credit scene is he goes in to see Harry Norman he's got the Green Goblin stuff and Harry's covered in the Venom symbiote I guess they're, they're using it to cure cancer like in the Ultimate Universe so the next one will have Norman as Green Goblin and his son Venom, who's Harry, will be the yeah. two, and, and that's going to be cool. Like it's a good twist on Venom. You know that what sounds I mean? fun. The other, the other twist is oh, that oh yeah, and then Miles Morales. Yeah, so in this one, powers. Miles Morales is just uh, like he like a, lives in his kid. building or something. Yeah, he lives with a kid, and he's just a kid who lost his father as a police officer, and he's no powers at all. But at the very end, you know, Mary Jane was in Norman's uh, research lab, and a spider got on her, and it got the the Miles. At the very end, he gets bit. And the second one, he'll be a Spider-Man, too. Yeah. So there'll be two Spider-Man. So very good game. The The ending was the ending boss fight with Dr. Ock is super fucking fun. Hmm. So very good. Yeah, awesome, man. Uh, I watched two things this week. Uh, I did Band of Brothers, which I love that show. And I don't know why I don't ever think about it when people ask me what my favorite show is. I just, for some reason, I was like, I'm going to go back and watch Band of Brothers. And immediately... Um, I was rehooked, and it just—I enjoy every minute of that show. The cast, that again. The cast is great. It is very, very gritty and realistic, uh, and um, it's kind of filmed in the way that, like you know, like a World War II documentary would be. 
um, but with actors. Damian Lewis is the main character. Uh, but, I mean, young, like, Michael Fassbender, young, young James McAvoy. Like, there are just a bunch of people that just kind of, like, pop up. Uh, and, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It is an excellent I always excellent get back show. confused with Saving Private Ryan people. It's it's very similar. Yeah, but if you love Saving Private Ryan, like, you'll love Band of Brothers. The uh, Band of Brothers is a real company, and these are real people, and these are real stories that happened. And uh, it's just, it's very, very good. And there's also, like, interviews with guys who served in World War II during the show, and... I, I really, really dig it. I do have an affinity for war things, but it's good. The I also started The Dragon Prince, which it was made by the guys who made Avatar, The Last Airbender, and uh, I dig it. It's here's like Game of Thrones. It's very fantasy. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't say Game of Thrones. Maybe kind of because it's like Warring Kings. Yeah, they but, say it's like Game of Thrones and Last Airbender put together. But it's like elves versus people because the people killed a dragon. Like it's very fantasy. <laughs> and uh, no, I like it so far. I'm about halfway through. I'll, I'll, I'll probably finish it this week. I don't. It's. I'm assuming it's going to be in the same while. It's the same like book one, story one type thing that Avatar, Avatar was. Yeah. So I hope by the second season it really gets going. It's a little slow in the beginning, but I like the characters and. The animation is a little strange. I know you had brought that up about the trailer, uh, but I like it. I'll keep watching it. I think if you went back to Avatar, you'd be surprised at how quickly it picks up. I just don't. It took me a while to really like like the characters in Avatar to like start caring for them. Yeah. All right. Um. So I think we're gonna be off next week. Unless, you, unless you guys want to do it without me. No, I don't like Ian that much. That's what I figured. Yeah. We'll do it next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> But we'll be back in two weeks, and we might be back with a different format. We'll uh, we'll let you know. Uh, if you all want to reach out to us with any other actors, I mean, if you like this episode, if you like going through the filmography, if you have any other actors you think we should find the best role for, from, with, what, I don't know. How? How? <laughs> um, you can reach us at betterthantransformers at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter and Facebook at BT Transformers. Uh, thank you to Zach Evans for our art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.